I'm a horrible person. I'm probably the worst person to ever live. Like, I, I don't know what to tell you. You're right. So, uh, what'd you have for breakfast? You're asking me again? Wow, that's, uh, that's really topsy-turvy of you. I'm a strong and independent woman, Brian. I know you are, and that's why I love you. Quit it. Uh, for breakfast this morning, <laughs> for the first time in many, many episodes, I had a real breakfast. Um, no, no, last episode we did, I had a real breakfast at a diner. That was really good. But this morning, uh, I woke up to my dad saying, hey, Brian, I made pancakes. And I said, ooh, pancakes. I like pancakes. So I had pancakes, and they were really, really tasty. Your dad knows um, what's up. He really does. He knows exactly what to make when. It makes me really, really happy. It's a pancake kind of day. It really was. Um, pancakes are four days when you want to eat pancakes. There's this great poem at the Cantab. Uh, it's <laughs> it's by this guy named Nathan Comstock, who's like, he he's like a really long time regular. And like, he's one of the first people I ever like started talking to in the venue. Um, and he has this poem where he talks about how like, one day there was like probably a person that was trying to make fried eggs, but ended up making scrambled eggs. And so he was making pancakes and kind of made this mistake. And so while he's making pancakes, he's like trying to make like a, a new like scrambled pancake kind of like recipe. And it's like really cute. And then he gets to the point and he's like, I only make pancakes for two occasions. Special or I only make pancakes for two reasons. One is special occasions and one is crippling depression. This is not a special occasion. <laughs> I love that so much. It just works so well on so many levels. I love that. We should talk about crippling depression breakfast at any point in time. We really, really should. I'd be a fan of that. What did you have for breakfast? Today, I did not have crippling depression breakfast. Yay! Um, I was supposed to go out with a friend. Oh, did you just ding? Yeah, you got a ding for not depression breakfast. That was a like kind of wimpy ding, though. You should do a real ding. Well, what's wrong with that bell? What do you mean, what's wrong with that bell? It's, he sounds sad. But it's not. It's for not crippling depression breakfast. <laughs> um, but yeah, so today I went to an amazing brunch place in Somerville, pretty close to where I live. Um, it's called Highland Kitchen. And it's kind of like, it's like, it's, it's sort of like a diner, but it's like really hipstery. There's like kind of wood paneled walls and they're playing like sort of like country inspired, like hipster music. And yeah, they just have like a bunch of like really awesome, like brunch options. Um, I had a cocktail. The cocktail I had was a uh, Kentucky cold brew which is, I guess, a cold brew with makers and bitters. And wow, did I not like that drink. I was not a fan of it. I like it on paper. Uh, that sounds really good, but I just, really, I, it wasn't good. I think I've just had like one too many bad experiences with makers to actually enjoy drinking it ever again. Uh, makers is a kind of bourbon whiskey scotch drink. It's actually gin oh really yeah um it's like a really like brown gin 
Mm. That you use in place of whiskey scotch bourbon. Oh, you know, actually, it, it's kind of like it. they make it kind of the way that people make bourbon, except with gin. Except oh, it also has wait. gluten in it, which is a problem. So they glue gin to brown and it's Maker's Mark. Oh my god, you got it, babe. Yay, I figured it out. I'm smart. Maker's is bourbon, hun. I know, I know. <laughs> I, I, I <laughs> I'm not the biggest fan of whiskey bourbon scotch, uh, but I know that someone is was listening to that like that uh back and forth we just had and we're just like <laughs> <laughs> they're just like wanted to like take whatever player they were using like their computer or their phone they probably just wanted to like throw it across the room hold your tweets hold your tweets we know we know <laughs> but no i'm not the biggest fan of uh bourbon scotch whiskey simply because it I, I, there are not many drinks that i think go well with it and i don't like it straight i'm very not a straight liquor person except for the perfect midpoint of the uh of the two which is an old fashioned Basically straight whiskey, but a few uh, extra little tidbits. Yeah, but what I had this morning wasn't a straight-up cocktail. It was cold brew and bitters and bourbon. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think I just... There was something about it. It was like I said, I think. I, I just... I've had one too many bad experiences with makers. And so I... uh I don't know. I just, I can't handle it anymore. What was weirder is that when I asked the server, like, oh, can I get a cold brew? He was like, actually, we only make enough to make that cocktail. <laughs> so you co- you compromised and got the cocktail. No, <laughs> no, I got, uh, well, the cocktail came first and then I got an iced coffee. But the main course, so Megan and I also, Megan is my roommate. Megan and I split orders of hush puppies and beignets, which was incredible just like a bunch of fried dough um and then uh i got a sandwich called a dirty bird squawk you see i made that i made that pause because i wanted it to really sink in that pause that you wanted to make is going to be gone and overcast oh well that's fine (laughs) (laughs) but yeah it was called a dirty bird I looked a human being in the face when she asked me, what would you like? And I said, the dirty bird. I want a dirty bird. I, I just, there was a bird and that bird became dirty. And that mm, is what mm, I would mm. like. What was on the dirty bird? It was a chicken. It was like a fried chicken sort of situation sandwich with... Um, egg and bacon mm-hmm. and uh, gravy, and it was all on a biscuit. Whoa! Yeah, it was crazy town banana pants. Mm-mm-mm. Crazy town banana pants. Basically, like I had to be rolled home. Uh, in a Lyft or Uber? Do they do? Is there Uber roll yet? If only. Can I just like, like, like Uber, but for rolling? Like, <laughs> can I just hire a person to just like? Give me a push and just like, oh, but wait, I th- here's what I would do with that app. I would go to the Boston Harbor and I would order my Uber roll and I would be like, just roll me into the sea. And he'd be like, cool, I'll just go ahead and do that. And then I would finally be 
in the sea. In a perfect world, you, you got your plans all set. You got your Uber roll. Uh, you can schedule them now, which is good. And you can uh, just be in the sea. They also have a new uh, They have a new feature in the app. This is crazy. Where, like, you can put in one destination, and then you can add a destination. So, like, if, Wait, you want, if you want them to roll you into a Dunkin' Donuts first, and then have them roll you in the sea, like, there's an option in the app now. Can they roll me into the sea and then the Dunkin' Donuts? I mean, I, I, would, like, I would check with your Uber roller. Um, they're not going to tell you that they can do something if they can't do it. That's true. It's like tipping, where it's not in the app, but they can probably do it. Yeah, exactly. Right. You were not joking when you said you were scattered. <laughs> Do you ever just have a day? Like, I had an amazing brunch, which was an incredible morning. But I've just had, like, maybe one of the worst days I've maybe ever had. Just, like, a bad day. And when I have a bad day, my way of coping is taking selfies and trying to make other people laugh at how sad I am. So I, I accomplished the selfie earlier, and so now I'm accomplishing the uh, <laughs> now I'm accomplishing the the trying to make people laugh with how sad I am bit. If anybody out there is laughing, please tweet at Allison Truge, and she will appreciate it. And I know that she will send you an all caps reply with Y R as your and lots of hearts in it and it'll be wonderful or i'll just do all caps i'm crying yes uh that is a <laughs> that's another thing that you get from allison truge we're here to do a breakfast podcast and we're gonna talk about uh something that is kind of topical and what we're gonna be doing is talking about our favorite dinners that make the best breakfasts the next day and i'm really excited about this because thanksgiving was this past week and that is in my opinion the ultimate breakfast meal wait no breakfast meal makes no sense uh the ultimate breakfast dinner sorry <laughs> and also like i just i feel like this also ties in well with crippling depression breakfast because sometimes you don't want to make breakfast sometimes you got to eat that leftover you know exactly and there's on one hand there is just eating the leftovers for breakfast uh, as listeners of this show know most of my breakfast quote-unquote are just lunch <laughs> literally right. just lunch and um what i'm most excited to talk to you about is the kinds of transformations that can be done to meals to make them more appropriate tasty breakfasts the thing that immediately comes to mind for me um this is a thing that i've talked to you about a little bit brian but i don't think you know the extent of the damage um oh there's nothing in the world that i love that i love more than getting chinese food the night before like more than you need so you have plenty of leftovers and then in the morning frying it up in a pan and then also doing a fried egg, putting that fried egg on top of the Chinese food and also a little bit of sriracha. That is like my jam, especially if the leftover is like curry mifan or if it's like beef lo mein. That is maybe my ultimate meal. Like if I was on death row, that would maybe be the meal that I would request. Uh, why would you be on death row? <sighs> Uh, I've done a lot of things, Brian. A lot of things that you can't know about. I know you like to refry Chinese food. My favorite thing to do is uh, fried rice, which is basically just reheating it and adding more egg when I do it. Uh, but, oh my god, I did not know the extent to it. What other kinds of Chinese uh, dishes do you do 
in that delicious way because I do relatively similar things with relatively boring dishes. I mean, I, that's that's really the kind of the extent of it. It's mostly lo mein or curry me fun. Um, I imagine any noodle would be like pretty spectacular with that method. Um, I'm sure there would be some exceptions. I also do love doing it to fried rice because like, you know, it's like fried rice has a tendency to get really dry when it's left over. So it's like you either have to reheat it in a pan with some oil to kind of like rehydrate it or you have to like microwave it with some like water in it to rehydrate yeah, it. Down with microwaves. <laughs> Well, I think this is actually also a really interesting episode. I didn't even think about this when I suggested we do this topic. Brian, you hate leftovers, don't you? No, I love leftovers. What? Okay, okay. no, you hate leftovers. What the hell are you talking about? I have most of, for most of our like two year relationship, have never seen you be like, I'm going to make extra so I have leftovers. No. Unless you're making chili. No, okay, chili's different. That is like meal planning. That's the only meal planning I do. I don't plan ahead for leftovers, and I don't... Okay, okay, I see what you mean. Okay. <laughs> you you just jumped out of the gate with an accusatory statement. And you, and you most of the time would prefer not to eat them, am I wrong? <sighs> it's not that I prefer not to eat them. It's that I don't like plastic tupperware knock knock brian here's the truth the truth is you hate leftovers okay i love (laughs) i love eating leftovers if i don't think about the fact that they are leftover it's like it's like uber but for the truth and that's what i'm ordering for you right now to throw me into the sea yes (laughs) and to tell you that no you just really don't like leftovers i like leftovers i see your face when i reheat anything they skeeve you out Okay, it depends on how you reheat it. Down with microwaves, as I said before, because that is fake reheating. Reheat in a toaster oven, reheat is, in a real oven, reheat is, in a pan, reheat in a pot. What does that but mean? But do not use your gamma ray bulb crap on my food. Why is a microwave fake heating? Because it doesn't heat evenly. Uh, too many times have I had a microwave heat something up, or try to, and it just doesn't. It, it the outside is hot enough the plate's too hot to handle but then the inside of the food is cold that's what i don't like about microwaves and i also just don't like plastic uh tupperware listen, i prefer glass listen brian you have just described like most of my exes <laughs> and i just gotta tell you that like sometimes you gotta take like the hot plate and you see the cold insides and you just kind of like stir it around a little bit with your little with your little fork and with you gotta stick it fork. back in that bad boy the Tupperware can take it. <laughs> the Tupperware can take it, but my heart can't. Okay. Again, I feel you, Brian. Like, I, I see your problem, and I'm, I'm telling you, knock, knock, here's the truth. You, you, gotta, you gotta get some love for leftovers in your life. I love leftovers. I don't like microwaves, and I don't like plastic. I love reheating things in the proper method and then eating them thusly. But I do not enjoy... Uh, plastic Tupperware in the microwave. I do not appreciate microwaves. Uh, why would you accuse me of that? We've eaten leftovers together. But I think we've had conversations before. Maybe this was just at the beginning of our relationship. But I had said something to the effect of like, oh, we should make extra so we have leftovers. And you kind of looked at me and you're like, I kind of don't like leftovers. And I looked at you like, I'm sorry, what? 
Well, my problem with leftovers that, well, I don't plan ahead for leftovers. My biggest problem with food in general is portion size. So if I make enough food, I want it to be for a single serving for the sake of like not having to deal with either trying to eat too much or plastic Tupperware. I mean, I feel you. That's that's a super big thing. You You do have this kind of weird thing about Tupperware, though. I think that we should I, talk I, about yeah. that. But first, I would really like to hear... If you're like, let, let's take the microwave out of the equation. Let's take the tubware out of the equation, even perhaps. <laughs> like, what's your favorite leftover breakfast? My favorite leftover breakfast, uh, simply because it's at the forefront of my mind right now, is Thanksgiving sandwich. Uh, bits of turkey, bits of stuffing. Uh, I don't do mashed potatoes on this, uh, which is probably something people do, but I don't. Uh, and then I heat that up on. A bun in a toaster oven and then schmear cranberry sauce on the top half of the roll and it is scrumdiddly umptious and i love it a lot you see that brings up an interesting point because there are two kinds of leftover breakfast there's like leftover breakfast that you transform into a breakfast like putting an egg on top of literally anything or there's like the topic that we have discussed before which is having a non-breakfast food for breakfast. In this case, it just happens to be a leftover. Yeah, but there's also the fact that Thanksgiving food is just so freaking homey and hearty that I feel like it can be breakfast. Oh yeah, totally. And like breakfast food, or sorry, uh, Thanksgiving food, kind of like, not that it goes bad quickly, but like turkey gets dried out pretty quickly. So you gotta eat that bad boy up. Like you gotta, Mm -hmm. you gotta like, just get to munching. And so like, yeah, that's when breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and snacks, and dessert become turkey. We should talk about meal planning at some point, but the main thing about meal planning for me is that we... I I, I don't do meal planning. The only meal planning I really do is making ridiculous amounts of chili so that I can have it throughout the entire week. Uh, But on Thanksgiving, that was Thursday night, um, we ate leftovers all day friday and then friday at dinner i said wait a second we have a few leftovers left which raises the question do we want to save these for tomorrow or just eat these now and that was a debate in my family uh half of us ate the thanksgiving leftover and half of us got subs and then the next day though uh Hubs and Sogies. Uh, the next day, I finished up the Thanksgiving meal in another uh, delicious Thanksgiving sandwich. So that was a little bit of a semblance of meal planning that I do a little bit, but really not that much at all. That's true. I mean, is there anything else that you have as a leftover that you kind of transform into breakfast food? Because I know for me, what I don't transform ever is pizza. I just, I like cold pizza. Just, like, take the box right out of the fridge and, like, om nom nom, that's my breakfast. Thank you, goodbye. Well, see, that's the other thing. Well, (laughs) thank you, goodbye. That's the other thing. I cannot stand cold leftovers. Uh, I have this intense debate with my brother all the time who can just eat things straight from the refrigerator without reheating them, and I think it's disgusting and unholy. Uh, I feel like there are certain things where... The flavor profile simply does not work if it's not piping hot. Pizza is one of them. Most savory foods are. Pasta is one of them. I don't know how you can freaking eat cold pasta. I don't know how you can eat cold chili. Brian, I don't expect you to understand this because I like you are a cinnamon bun, 
And so most of your life is kind of like just like warm and melty and nice. But like some of us have to face the cold, harsh reality that there are leftovers that like, you know, it it's like early in the morning and you just got to get some food in you. Like that's that's a cold leftover time. I think there's a kind of there's a kind of religion in cold leftovers. It's like there's a kind of therapy to it. It's like, OK, this is just a thing that I'm doing myself. I'm doing the bare necessity to like make myself a living person you know what you know what i mean no 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 this is totally different this is flavor profiles that simply do not work i'm not saying that cold things are bad i love cold things i love ice cream even though i'm a cinnamon bun sweet things are usually pretty cold like uh frozen chocolate bars um ice cream ice cream cake um but like why wouldn't you go through the extra Three seconds of effort to pop something in a toaster oven when it makes all the difference in the world for the food. It makes no sense to me. You are a heathen. I I don't know what to tell you, Brian. Like, I, I'm a horrible person. I'm probably the worst person to ever live. Like, I, I don't know what to tell you. You're right. <laughs> I have eaten cold pizza with you before. I haven't complain too much. Oh, you. Oh, my God. You made such a stink about it, though. You hated it so much. Mm hmm. No, it's really infuriating. Um, but like, the best way, love kind of like a cold slice of pizza. It's good any time of day. Ah. You're my favorite human. What? You're my favorite human. <laughs> I'm the worst. I'm sorry. I'm totally taking this off the rails. What were we even talking about? We're talking about specific dishes. <laughs> um, quick fire because we're running a little long. Um, Steak and eggs, if you got steak and you uh, have an extra little bit, what you gotta do is you gotta save that and then just make steak and eggs. And you can transform it a little bit, but honestly, there's nothing wrong with a big old hunk and flank of steak and a few eggs. And I think the two of them go really great together. Or if you want to shred them, you can turn almost any meal into an omelet. By combining them all together, folding it together, and you got yourself an omelet. My favorite kinds of, like, savory omelets, uh, steak omelets, Irish omelets. I've seen seafood omelets before. It makes no sense to me. Yeah, you know, I've never had a seafood omelet. There's something about breakfast that makes me, like, make it kind of a no-seafood zone. Um, But yeah, I mean, you know me. I'm, like, an omelet queen. I love me an omelet, and I will make an omelet out of anything. You really do. What I was just going to say is, like, you know when you have those nights... Where, like, you kind of just veg out and you just kind of eat everything? Mm-hmm. That's my favorite thing to put in an omelet. Like, why not some Doritos? Why not a little bit of the Ben & Jerry's that you ordered on Foodler last night because, like, it was the only place that was open and they were the only chocolate thing on the menu? Like, you know, these are the questions. We're done here. <laughs> <laughs> I really don't have much to say about corned beef half. That's just usually the go-to. Honestly, I'm going to be 100 with you right now. I don't think I've ever had corned beef hash ever. I've had it once, and I still don't understand it entirely. There's a Good Eats episode on it, though. We should do an episode about trying to understand corned beef hash. <laughs> so wait, it's hash browns from a cow? It's hash cows? No, no, Brian. It's corned beef. It's You take a corn and... It's a corn that was friends with a cow when it was growing, and you make breakfast out of it. 
perfect. I think we finally understand. Hey. Hi. How you doing? I'm doing really good. Uh, I miss you a lot, and I'm glad we're doing a podcast together. Are we? I thought we were just calling. Uh, I'd like to think so. Oh. Hmm. Interesting. Why is that interesting? Do you want to, like, not do a podcast together? No, I very much do. Okay, good. I'm just, I'm going to warn you ahead of time. I'm, like, mm-hmm. all over the place right now. So you're going to have to rein me in. That's going to be a lot of fun. I think it will be fun for you. <laughs> I'm the worst person to ever live. <laughs> you're pretty great. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs>